You're listening to the Chelsea Zerna Podcast, a podcast that inspires conscious leaders to live meaningful lives and to get in touch with the deepest parts of the human experience. My name's Chelsea Zerna, and I'm a women's empowerment coach with the mission of rewilding the feminine back into society. Each week, I have a conscious conversation with best-selling authors, inspiring leaders, and spiritual lightworkers who aren't afraid to step into the unknown and explore the greatest truths of life. Thanks for listening. So, I'm sitting here in my apartment in Atlanta, and my mom came to visit me. And so I decided to record this podcast post-visit because everything is very raw. And they say that if you really want to know how much you've grown, go visit your parents. (laughs) Um, And the last podcast that I recorded was, or that I published, was... um, a podcast that I recorded in the jungles of Peru right after my dieta with Noe Rao. And I had a huge, um, a huge healing with my parents. And I was really looking forward to experiencing the result of that healing and like almost test it out with my mom and I just really wanted to love her, to be honest. Like, I just wanted I wanted her to come visit. We met in Atlanta. I flew home from Mexico, and she flew from New York. She's from Buffalo. And we met in Atlanta, and, um, and all I wanted to do was just show her love. And I remember leaving that, that dieta in the jungle, with so much just love and compassion for my mom and just wanting to show her how much I loved her. And I couldn't wait for her to come visit me. And so I could literally just spoil her and take care of her and just like, just allow her to know that her emotions are safe and that she is okay in this world and she is safe. And and she was here for four days. <laughs> And I think, I think I put some expectations on myself and that's kind of been my journey. And she came and (laughs) I realized how much I changed over the last year and a half and how, how beautiful of a bubble that I created for myself. And I think sometimes we go off into these spiritual bubbles we all have bubbles no matter where we are in life, but I think I went off into a spiritual bubble of people that really care about their personal growth and people that are always questioning themselves, the system, their beliefs. People that when they hear like, hey, you know, here's, I'm going to create some awareness. They look at it and they go, okay, I'm looking at this too. They dive into their emotions. They express And I've gotten into a, I've fallen into the state truly of being so used to that and living in that and being in it with people and being supported in that. Um, And, and my belief systems over the last two years have really shifted and they've been shifting since I've started this spiritual path. 
but really in the last two years, like during COVID, we all had to be in our homes and, and that also created this place of me being literally in my, the home of my own head. And when I removed a lot of the conditioning from the world, I got more tuned into what I wanted and what I believed. And, and then I moved to Mexico to Tulum and I surrounded myself with people that did the exact same thing. And so I've literally created this bubble around me. I became vegan. <laughs> I removed a lot of fear. I removed, removed a lot of conditioning. I removed a lot of like, I don't even like to say positive, negative thinking. I don't even like to use that term, but I, I created a lot more productive thoughts for myself. And when my, my mom came to visit, I was almost shocked by the amount of, I'll call it negative thinking. And I, I, at first I was just like noticing it and I was like, okay. And then I said something, <laughs> we all know where this is going. And I just created awareness around any time that there was a thought of fear that was projected onto me, I brought it up and partly it was because I've been in the state of being such a, and maybe this is selfish, but I've been in the state of being such a powerful manifester that like really anything that I've been saying has been manifesting. And also the things where I don't have belief, where I, where I say things that are like almost self-deprecating that also has been manifesting and it's been really, really subtle and sensitive. And so when my mom came to town, like I dropped something on the rug and she goes, oh my God, that's never going to come out. And I was like, stop <laughs> creating my reality for me. And I actually had to point out whenever she was projecting her negative belief system onto me. And it was really challenging to, <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm noticing even right now, like it is hard for me to, to just recognize that. A lot of people live like that and there's a lot of people in the world who they they constantly are creating their reality with their words and don't even realize how powerful their words are. And so every time she said something like, hey, this is going to be like this and it was negative, I was like, please, please, please just allow the possibility that it could actually not turn out that way. And our loving trip went from me wanting to just love her and be there with her and just show her <laughs> how much healing I've done <laughs> to me like noticing her belief system and actually fearing it. And it caused me to be, to go into a state of fear because I didn't want to be impacted by her belief system. And this is really challenging because it's the first time that I've seen her since COVID started. And I didn't realize how much I've shifted. And, and it was, it was, it was really good for me to be like, to actually witness and be like, whoa, I used to be really different. And it was another thing to be like, wow, I'm not being compassionate towards her. And this was my intention. And this is what I did all this healing work with. And I was getting upset with myself because I'm like, how do I do both? And how do I create awareness while being loving? And I kept repeating to myself, like, I'm loving awareness. <laughs> like, it wasn't, it wasn't manifesting. 
And, and I, I just, I sat with it and I was just, I honestly just like, I dropped her off and I just started crying. I was just like, that's partly why I'm recording this podcast right now. I, I wanted to like feel the rawness of these emotions and transmit them. Cause I think this is something a lot of us go through. And like, as I'm saying it, I'm just feeling all this emotion rising. And I was just, I was starting to get really hard on myself. And as I was driving home, I started like <laughs> missing every turn. And I'm like, maybe I'm missing the point. <laughs> what am I missing? Universe, show me what I'm missing. And all of a sudden I get this text from a friend uh, and it was, by the way, good job going through this turmoil. A lot of people give up already on the signing part. And by the way, I forgot to tell you yesterday, congratulations on your first crypto transaction. <laughs> and it, it was a friend that was helping me like set up my crypto, crypto portfolio and get all these things signed up. But as I, I read that, I was like, you know what? Yes, this is about crypto. But if you know what I mean, this is also not just about crypto. And I, and I just like, I just like took a breath and I was like, you know what? <sighs> I need to give myself compassion. Like what I've been doing with my mom all week, I was literally just doing to myself. Like, like I, I literally dropped her off and I was like, damn, I need to go to the jungle and meditate for a month. Like I'm still not there. And I was just being so hard on myself. And and that's like the wounded masculine at its finest. Like my wounded masculine just wanted to be held. And I was just like, just, I just, my inner child just wanted to be held. And I, I realized like, gosh, I've been, I've been creating so much awareness and just not being compassionate and not being compassionate towards myself either. And it's just showing me all these places where, gosh, we could heal so much. We could do all this personal growth work and you know what? It might never be done. We're never done growing. And it's just like, how can we love ourselves along that journey? How can we just be like, man, man you know what? I've done a lot and I'm looking at this and I have awareness and I'm going to love myself through it anyways. I'm going to love this. And when I got out of the car, my mom made a comment. She was like, you know, it's okay. You're just a lot like your father. <laughs> And to me, it was just like, like, like putting salt in a wound. Cause like, yes, I love my dad, but like, <laughs> you know, my intention on this trip was to love my mom deeply. And, <laughs> and my dad has a hard time saying the words, I love you. And so for me, it was just like, like, I kind of like swallowed and I was just like, Oh, like trying, like I lost my breath for a second because I was like, gosh, my dad is so aware <laughs> and he really like creates awareness. <laughs> and like also like my intention was to love <laughs> and I'm like, damn, like, gosh, like it's so funny. <laughs> it was just like the one comment that I needed to just be like, all right, <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. And you know, I am proud of the fact that I didn't get triggered at all on this trip. Like the, the good thing is I had created so much awareness that like nothing triggered me. It wasn't like a trigger. But what I did feel was an awareness that was so strong that I couldn't detach from it. And I found myself like also not really detaching from the fact and not really handling the fact that yeah my mom is gonna die one day 
And part of where I was realizing during this trip was I don't I, I don't want her to die. And like I'm feeling attached to her life. And like, you know, as she's like drinking these sodas and like d- like doing all these things, like believing all these systems and like living in states of fear, like really living in states of fear. Um, I'm acknowledging that part of my fear is that it's bringing her closer to death. And I think my journey is also like detaching from having her needing to live. And I know that sounds like weird to even say that out loud, but I think at the end of the day, like the people we love, we are loving them. Oh, like we love them so much. And the way of showing it, we have to like acknowledge our fears of like, why are we acting the way we're acting? If if we are really loving them, why are we acting the way we're acting? And why are we doing the things and saying the things that we're saying? And for me, it's like, God, I love my mom so much. And I'm showing her how much I'm loving her. I'm doing literally everything that I possibly can to show her. And also like, not at the same time, because my fear is that you know, she might die. And, and like, it's funny, I'm like, well, how can I do this with clients? But with my mom, like, it's not the same. And like, number one, my clients are enrolling themselves into working with me, and they're paying for me to help them. And I'm not attached to their results. It's either they show up or they don't. And that's on them to like, reclaim their sovereignty. And I can help them and I can give them the tools. But at the end of the day, it's really up to them. And that's okay. And I've, I've totally accepted that. But with my mom, number one, she's not enrolling me. She doesn't want my coaching. She's not paying me. And, and she has to be wanting, she has to be willing to change. And it's not my job to change her at all. Literally not at all. It's actually, it's actually more of my job to learn how to love her the way she is. That's also why she's my mother. Like there's this attachment that God created that was like, hey, like this is the mom we're giving you because this is your journey of evolution. How can you love her the most? How can you love her so deeply? And, and for me, it's like, okay, I'm in my Saturn return. My Saturn return is in the eighth house of death <laughs> and in power and in sex, you know, all these things. And I'm working through that. But like, when I really look at my fears, I thought that I handled my fear of death. But you put my mother in the picture, you know, someone that I love potentially the most, like my mom, my dad, my brother. And it's like, yeah, there's an attachment there to living. And, and I, and, and that attachment's actually keeping me from loving. <sighs> and if I want to love her deeper, it's like, how can I release my attachment to changing her? And just acknowledging that, yeah, you know, she, she is experiencing all these things. Her, her, she is living in a state of pure fear. She is living in this belief system that's constantly unhealthy. And I can love her anyways. And like, part of me is like, yeah, it's easy to go back to Tulum. It's easy to go to Guatemala. It's easy to go to Peru and be around people that are just living in that state of loving awareness. And it's just easy to be in that. Just like, wow, we're all growing so much together. 
holding each other accountable for that growth, like showing up for each other, supporting one another. And I did a lot to create that environment. Literally, I sacrificed everything to put myself in that position because like I know how easily influenced I am by my environment. And the, the, the truth is, can I still maintain that when I'm here? Like when I'm with my family and like, to be honest, like not yet. No. And I don't know if I'll ever get there. Like, and I'm have I'm trying to have compassion for that because like, I love being in my bubble. <laughs> I've did a lot of work to create that bubble. I sacrificed and I let go of so much in order to have that bubble. And I am attached to this bubble because I love the feeling of instant manifestation. I love the feeling of being in flow I love the feeling of growing and being supported in my growth among people who really get it and who understand me. And I, and I knew that that existed and I gave up a lot to find it and I found it and I'm happy. And I know that a lot of the world isn't living like that. And it's, like I'm no longer needing to be the hero to save people and like, oh, I need to create this in Atlanta. Like I've given that up. And like, I know that that it exists in pockets. And when I first, you know, had my awakening, I was like, this is my mission. And I realized like, it doesn't, I don't have to be that. <laughs> and I, and I, you know, what, what was better for me was like just going and being in that and not trying to change my environment, but just putting myself in an environment that I was already wanting that. And that's constantly my lesson. And honestly, I think it's a lot of people's lessons. Like, how can we be so loving of our environment that we don't want to change it? And if we're not in alignment with it, just going, just shifting until we're like, hey, I can exist here and I'm happy and I'm supported here. And like that is, looks different for everybody. And I acknowledge that. And not everyone can just pick up and leave. But neither could I. You know, I was making a, like six figures at a corporate job that people considered was like the best thing in the world. I was a manager. Like I had my 401k taken care of. I, I paid for my car in cash. I got to do all of these things. And then I gave it up, you know, and and. And I'm so happy with that journey. And I think people look at my life, you know, that I took my mom to an ecstatic dance this weekend, which was amazing. <laughs> and a lot of people went up to my mom and they were like, wow, your daughter's really living her best life. And like for my mom to hear that, she was like, oh, really? Is she? Like we were, we were worried about her. <laughs> and there was this other side of it that was like, wow, like I feel that. And other people also see that. And they don't know what I had to sacrifice and give up to actually be able to do that. Like, it's not like I just jumped into this perfect life. It was like, no, I actually quit my job, freaked out for a year, <laughs> moved to Bali to find myself and do a shit ton of shadow work and, and came back and was like, okay, now I'm in America where the cost of living is five times what it was in Bali. What do I do? Like, let's create a business. Like, let's do this. And it was almost like I cut off the ships and there was no choice. So at first, I had to be deeply in my masculine energy. And it wasn't until I started getting my grounding, working with a coach, figuring out who I really was in the business world. I put down my roots. You know, there's a process to this. It took me like two and a half years to get grounded. 
And then finally I was like, Oh my God, I know who I am. I know what I'm doing in this world. Like, you know, some people invest like a hundred thousand dollars to get an MBA. I basically had the opportunity cost of that by quitting my job, letting go of everything and moving to another country and then getting grounded again. So I paid for my MBA in another way. And we all do that in our own ways. But I feel like no matter what, we're all investing in some way in ourselves to be able to have that realization and actually step into it. It's not like a joy ride for anybody. Nobody just steps into their dream life and they're like, oh, I'm here. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, she's living her dream life. Like, I want to do that, too. How is it so easy? And it's like, no, it's not easy at all, actually. And in fact, I think it's the journey of how much are we willing to give up to have what we actually want? You know, and like everyone does that differently. And even people in the matrix do that. Like the mentality is I'm going to give up my happiness for 50 years in order to retire. Right. And it's the same mentality. And we, we that mentality is actually useful. It's just like, where do we want to use it? <laughs> you know, and for me, it was like, I'm willing to give this up, which was so hard. I felt like I was in golden handcuffs and it was the prettiest handcuffs. Like they were made of pure gold. I was like so happy with them. I was like, man, but also not happy with them. Like I was not happy with, I was happy with the handcuffs. They looked beautiful. And I was like, okay, okay. But I felt trapped. Like they were connected to this wall. And I was like, okay, this is not that great. Like maybe the material is great. Maybe they look pretty. People are giving me compliments on them that I don't feel good strapped to this wall. And that was literally how I felt for years. And I had to give up a lot. And it was also like, I wanted to get out of those handcuffs really badly. But I also gave up a lot in that process. I feel like I'm a little off topic here. But, but the point of that is, like, a lot of the people went up to my mom and just said, wow, your daughter's living this dream life. And part of me was like, yeah, but we all give up things in order to find our happiness. And, and same, same, you know, with this journey with my mom, like, I'm giving up the idea that I have to change her or I have to help her create more life. And like, I even noticed, like, I, I, I guess I operate into this belief system that our breath is our life force energy. It's our prana. Like the quality of our breath is the quality of our life. And over the last year, she developed asthma. And I was just like feeling into what that meant. And I'm just like, wow, like, you know, your breathing's really shallow, even just like walking up these stairs, like, how are you doing? Like, how is your health? And, you know, to her, it was an attack. And to me, it was just like a question of like concern of like, hey, I'm just curious, you know, if you were up for it, I'd like to do some breath work with you. And every little thing, it was just, it felt like I, I was just you know, creating awareness and sometimes that awareness is hard to swallow. And sometimes that awareness, it was coming from a loving place, but maybe not delivered in the most loving because she took it as an attack. And so like, I'm sitting here with this, like wanting to just love and like create more love. And I'm like, God, I, I freaking failed. You know, there's a part of me that's like, I didn't do it. Like mission not complete. <laughs> and then there's another part of me that's like, well, everyone is on their own journey. And like, Everyone is responsible for their own emotion. And how can, if my intention is to love, and I'm saying this with love, and I'm creating awareness, it's not being received in the right way. Either I have to stop and just be like, you know what, that's fine. And acknowledge that everyone's on their path of their own sovereignty. You know, it's obviously that. Like, I just, that was it. Like, I needed to stop. 
And yeah, I don't know if anyone listening to this like resonates with that, but like if you do, I'm I'm with you on this journey. Like yeah, and and I think sometimes like our parents want to keep us safe as much as we want to keep them safe. And we all have different ways of doing it. And at the end of the day, it's like how can we create more love in the world? And how can we create more awareness in the world? And the marriage of those two is this beautiful sweet spot that I think we're all trying to get to. And it's actually the marriage of the the masculine and the feminine. The masculine wants to create awareness. The feminine wants to create love. And like finding that balance is like equilibrium. It's where we thrive. It's, It's like my ideal homeostasis. And that's where I want to, like, flourish and live from. And so, yeah, I thank my mom for being such an amazing teacher just from her beingness. Like, her showing up in the world is my biggest teacher. And me just loving her and not needing to change her is my medicine. It doesn't matter how many plants medicine ceremonies that I do, how much, you know, tantra workshops, how much, like, <laughs> lo- like self-love rituals, like at the end of the day, like these are like, this is like our, this is like the true ceremony of life. Like how are we when it comes to our parents? Like how deeply can we love? Like how much space can we create and hold? And yeah, I just, I wanted to share that. And I finally found my podcasting mic back in Atlanta. (laughs) I'll be bringing it back to Tulum with me. And I'm hoping to create more conversations like this and just to share more of the journey because I've experienced a lot over the last year that I really haven't shared. And I kind of feel like an alien sometimes. And like, luckily I'm around people that are also aliens. So it's easy to say it to people that I'm around. But when I go and publish it, yeah, there's this element of, will they get it? Do they understand me? Am I too, like whatever, too much, too this, too that. And these are all like thoughts that come up. And yeah, I'm hoping this is like received well. And it's it's less about like judgment towards me and more about like, is this too esoteric and like out there? Like the, the yeah, I guess I'll share it on my next podcast. But <sighs> thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. If this is the first time listening to my podcast, I appreciate you. I love you. Uh, I hope you subscribe. And if you'd like to go back and listen to my first episode, you can get a little bit more of an insight of my journey because the first episode I ever recorded was me leaving my job at IBM. And it's kind of cool. Like Part of this podcast was like interviewing people. And part of it was like documenting my journey of awareness and growth. And I do it on Instagram, but I'm also feeling called to do it here and just like not edit these podcasts, honestly, not like make them perfect in any way and just like make them as raw and wild as possible. And yeah, I hope you receive it. Thank you for listening and I love you.